0: The Young and Healthy Podcast. You're listening to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome back to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our mission today is to wrap up season three and... In doing that, we have a studio full of our entire team today, and I am thrilled that we have so much fun in store. We're going to start, though, with a quick round of introductions because we have a couple people on the mics today who have been behind the scenes, and we haven't heard their voices yet on an actual episode. So as you all know, I'm Kate Setter. I... I'm a member of the communications team at Cincinnati Children's, and and joining me in the studio today are Bo McMillan. You've heard Bo before. Hi, Bo. Thanks for being here.
2: Hey, Kate. It's uh, great to be on the same episode as you.
1: I know. It's fun. We usually take turns. Mm -hmm. If I'm not here, you are. If you're not here, I am. So Bo's joining us, and Symphony is at the end of the table. Symphony has been on before. Symphony Fair Harris is one of our amazing producers and a member of our team. Hi, Symph. Glad you're here. Hey, Kate. Thanks for having me, as always. Glad right. to be here. <laughs> well, and Symphony joined us in previous season wrap-up, but mm-hmm. since we have done one of these, we have two new members of the team. Kayla McNeil has joined us as a member of the team and a producer on the podcast. Hi, Kayla.
0: Hi, Kate. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be on the mic for the first time. This is fun. This is fun. We're so glad to have you
1: on the mic. Um, And Kayla has made such a difference in our production on the podcast and couldn't have done season three without her. So, so glad you're here. And Nanette Bentley is our new fearless leader um, of our communications team. And Nanette's joining us on the podcast today. Hi, Nanette. Glad you're here. Hi, Kate. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So Nanette's been behind the scenes helping us with big picture stuff and ideas and making sure that we have all the right people who are in love with the podcast as much as we are and we're so grateful that she's on the mic today to help us have this fun celebratory episode. So, just a little scene setting, we are um in the podcast room that is looking quite festive for the upcoming holidays and the upcoming winter season and it's just really Good to be able to put a wrap on this on this season that I think has been really successful, actually, so successful that since last time we joined you all, the podcast has actually won an award. Um, we are pleased to share with you that Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast received a public relations Society of America blacksmith award a couple of weeks ago. And we're just so proud of what. We've been doing together and appreciate all of you listening and hope that the content we're bringing you and the pediatric health information is helping you as parents and caregivers of kiddos be more informed and be able to ask the right questions if there's something going on with the health of your kiddo. Um, So thank you all for listening and helping make this little podcast of ours a success. So we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to do what's everybody's favorite episode of season three. And then we have a fun bucket of questions that we're going to answer some of those as well. So let's start off with favorite episode. I'm going to go Nanette first. (laughs) What I particularly love
3: about the podcast is the breadth of episodes and how there's um, something for everyone, no matter what age your child is at. My children are all grown and out of the house, but that is something that I really enjoy about this podcast that um you can tune in at any point in your progress with your family and find something valuable for me personally it's the cardiac arrest episode um which has touched my family personally and it was great to listen to and to know that there's um people like ourselves putting out good quality information that parents should be aware of when it comes to their children and their heart health
1: such a great episode and uh, my hope for these favorite episodes is that if we happen to reach somebody new or somebody who's a newer listener, we're um, able to kind of identify some episodes that are worth a listen. And that one 100% is. There's so much good information in there. Kayla, how about you? What's, What's your favorite from season three?
0: I obviously came in kind of as season three was just starting, but for me, my favorite episode was the music therapy one. There was a lot of lead up here at the hospital regarding Taylor Swift coming to Cincinnati and how could we kind of incorporate that funds into the funds of the podcast? And so our experts, our subject matter experts were really great and I think for me I love music. My Spotify told me I listened to 65,000 minutes of music this year, which wow. Is that's a lot of music, Kayla. 45 Are you sure days that's on right? end. Yeah, it I was like, wow. So, I I love music and I think music is so helpful for a lot of reasons and it was so much fun and the subject matter experts really were very, very informative. And it was one that I was really happy to produce and just sit in on the conversation for.
2: Yeah, I think that the idea of music as therapy and as, as healing is just so powerful. That yeah, was a very
0: good one. I agree. Well, and
1: as a mom of a teenager who I'm not sure that her Spotify numbers are going to be quite as high as yours, Kayla, but there's a lot of Spotify listening. I think just that background and that expertise from music therapists about just how valuable it is and how valuable it can be was really eye-opening for me. Made me think a little bit differently about all of those hours that the kids are listening to music for sure. All right, Symphony, on to you. Which one did you choose as your favorite? So my favorite was the strength
4: spotting episode. So strength spotting grown ups can help kids see their own character strengths. Mm -hmm. Um, That one was really special to me. I feel like One, I'm a very positive person. I try to always be super positive, but identifying and helping your children identify their character strengths to me is like extremely important. It can impact them in tremendous ways. And we learned that with our subject matter experts on that episode. I also like that we took a character strength quiz during that one. And my top character strength was forgiveness. And so that one was very interesting. And I really, I mean, I i reflected a lot on that. And I said, well, I guess that does really uh, represent me as forgiveness because I do think I'm a very forgiving person. And I thought... That was extremely impactful. And I called my mom, I called my dad. I was like, this is my top character strength, it's forgiveness. And they were like, oh yeah, that really does suit you. So that one was really cool. And even though I was behind the scenes to be able to, you know, do that survey and we put that on our description so everyone can go out and do that survey so the parents can do it Mm -hmm. and they can identify strengths within themselves and then ultimately help their kids identify their strengths. So that was my favorite one.
1: You know what I loved about that one, too, is that I think as parents, it's hard because um, you want to be proud of your kids and praise them for accomplishments. But I love looking at it as character strengths because mm-hmm. your character is just who you are and what makes you strong mm-hmm. um, as a person. And the accomplishment, like, it's easy to compliment accomplishments because they're right there. But really, taking that time, and I learned so much during that episode as well. I'm sitting here trying to remember what mine was, but I I remember I was like, yeah, okay, yep, that's <laughs> probably pretty true. Mm-hmm. But there are like character strength assessments that you can take, and we had some resources on that episode yep. too for families who are interested in learning more. So love that one, Bo. How about you?
2: Yeah. So I've been told I couldn't pick my actual favorite one by the two producers I'm looking at now. Sorry, Bo. <laughs> No, uh, that that one obviously being the Halloween uh, episode, which I did love. Uh, to be honest, I, I'm reluctantly heading into the holiday season because that means I have to give up spooky season, but we're getting there.
1: And so- I do want to say, just in a nod to that episode, yes, it was around Halloween and it was, you know, we were talking about scary Halloween type things, but there was some really, really good information in that episode about helping kids process things that are scary. So certainly it is, even though our producers asked you to pick a second one, that one is good.
3: Yeah, I
2: I like that one. But I do think, I honestly think my true answer is probably the one on diet culture. As someone who's really interested in nutrition and fitness, there's so much misinformation out there. And Mm -hmm. I can only imagine if I were a parent, how much more dire that would be for children. And I think the messaging around that was so good because we know kids are on social media. We know that they're being exposed to um, all kinds of things that are telling them you should eat this way or, or not eat. And I thought that there was really practical advice, particularly like, okay, if you're a teenager and you're not gaining weight, then you are falling behind. And I think that's such an important message to get out there because so much of what they're seeing has to be like, lessen your calories or don't eat certain types of food. And I think just really resetting the expectation of, like, you should be eating, you should be growing, Mm -hmm. I think is such an important message uh, for parents and for kids. So I I loved that one.
1: That one was incredibly
2: impactful. Mm
0: -hmm. I loved that episode. Sitting in and producing that one was also, I think, super impactful for me. I also learned in that episode that diet culture has been around for centuries. It's been around for so long and just in different ways, not how you see it now, I mean, it's been around for so long, and they were very insightful and mm-hmm. also just very, very kind and willing mm-hmm. to help, like, anybody who would come here seeking those services. So it was great.
1: I think one of the things I took away from that episode that I I almost want to, like, plaster it on, like, a billboard or something um, is that not only are fat and sugar okay, but you need them. Yes. yes for proper growth and for proper nutrition and i feel like both just get such a bad rap and you know i've always been a huge fan of everything in moderation for all sorts of different things not just food and nutrition type things um but that whole conversation around fat and sugar and you can't just cut them out completely. You need them and kids need them. And that was like, just really summed that up for me, for sure. I'm glad you chose that one, Beau. Thanks for sharing. Um, okay. So that leaves me Mm -hmm. and I loved them all. (laughs) They're really all great. Um, and, but I actually would love to call out the one that we did titled Concussions, Kids, and Contact Collision Sports. And so the idea for that episode actually um, was one that we came up with last year um, during NFL football season when Damar Hamlin um, – Collapsed on the field, which we now know was not concussion related, but there was also tons of um, instances of head injuries in on other teams and with other players, one in particular um, quarterback that just kept having head injuries. And so it was like an episode born out of curiosity to learn more about concussions. And clearly those are adults in the NFL. And But everything we know is that kids' brains um, are more easily hurt than adult brains are. And so we invited um, members of our sports medicine team in to talk to us. And they see concussions all the time. And there was just a ton of good information in there, information that I've used even with my own kids in playing sports. And understanding what the symptoms can look like and the role that parents need to play if um you know if a kiddo has a suspected head injury and it was it was exactly what I wanted it to be when we started asking questions.
2: Yeah, I I think that that's such a good point about the identification of a of a concussion and that goes hand in hand I think with the cardiac arrest episode mm-hmm. of so many of these um, things that can happen, particularly with young athletes, it is so important to recognize symptoms and mm-hmm. to act as quickly as possible. And so I agree. That episode was really good in terms of providing that information to parents that they could they could act on and get their kids help as quickly as, as they can.
1: And I think the other thing that was really interesting to me, too, is just the um, number of sports where kids do get concussions. It isn't just the ones that you would think of. Mm-hmm. Um, And actually, one of the things they shared with us is that soccer is the sport where young female athletes get the most concussions. And so I think that there are just so many young athletes. So many parents have kiddos who are into sports somehow. And it's one that I would recommend every parent who has a young athlete. Listen to that one. Just have the information um, there were definitely things that I learned along the way, and I felt like I kn- knew some already. Okay, that was super fun, you guys. And there's our playlist for new listeners. Go check all of these out. Um, and so I think it's time, drum roll, please, for questions.
0: Um, so where should we start? I think with Bo, since he has the the lovely festive holiday bucket full of questions. I think you should get the first pick.
2: Okay. All, All right. right. So I've got the bucket. There are uh, a slew of very nice looking uh, pieces of paper in here with various questions. So let's see. All right. What is the most surprising thing you learned this season? Ooh,
1: good one.
2: I have an immediate answer to this. Um, so one of uh, another one of my favorite episodes was the episode on Right, i'm gonna get this plagiocephaly well done. did i get that yes thank you uh that was a challenge when i hosted it um not being a parent there are so many things that i have learned about children through hosting this uh, and just being involved in this podcast and i think no more so this year than the idea that children can Develop flat parts of their head by laying on the ground. If you would have asked me that question before, I would have been like, "No, way. like that's that's <laughs> wild," but it happens. They can actually get a flat part to their head, and that's why tummy time is important. Um, that episode was so eye-opening to me. I think in terms of um, the development of a child at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, amazing.
1: Not only can it happen, it happens quite frequently. Right. Very much so. Right. Yep, absolutely. Yes. All the moms are like, uh-huh. Yep. Yep, plagiocephaly. That it's a good one. And but with so many things, early intervention is key. Recognizing yep. it, seeing that it's happening, not um shying away from asking for help to know what it is. And um, you know, those many of the um many kids who have plagiocephaly, their heads don't need intervention, but mm-hmm. there is intervention if they need it. That's a good one. An excellent job pronouncing it.
2: Hey, thank you so much. <laughs> I have been practicing. Well done.
1: Well done. All right. Who has the next question? I have the bucket. All right. Symphonies got the next one.
4: How do you pick your topics? Ooh, so, good one. Yeah, that's a really good question. So sometimes we ask you all, the audience, on social media what you all want to hear Um, and you guys give us great ideas and we kind of take those and we keep them in our, uh, in like a spreadsheet of sorts. And based off of like, if it's relevant, if we hear anything else in the news that kind of, um, that kind of points to that topic, we choose topics that way. Sometimes it's just out of curiosity, like Kate mentioned with the, um, concussions episode, One of us will be super curious and we're like, what is going on with this one particular thing? Um, I wonder if there is a subject matter expert here that can answer these questions that we have. And then we find that person and then bring them in and create questions. And that's how we pick different topics. So I think it's all it's it's different, but we do try to take your suggestions as much as possible. So we do use social media and. Um, take your topics and use those for our episodes.
2: Yeah. and I just I just want to say that this is an, an area where the producers really shine, but probably don't get enough credit for it. it there is so much planning that mm-hmm. happens, not only with schedules, but in reaching out to those experts, identifying them um, that you don't really get if you just listen to the podcast. So right. shout out to our great producers for being able to pull that stuff off.
1: Absolutely. Well, and count yourself among that group because early, early on in season three, when, uh, when symphony was out, you stood in that, um, spot bow and forever grateful to you for stepping up and stepping in. Thank you for that. Um, I will just add on the, where do the topics come from? We, I, I do love the ones that we're able to do that are, you know, very much based on what's happening, Right now, as far, like, in the world of children's health, and that if there is something that is kind of mysterious or that, you know, people are worried about a, a good example of that is the episode we did um about that viral hepatitis mm-hmm. that was really mysterious for a while. These cases were just popping up. And so that was one that we took news stories and translated them into an opportunity to help kind of solve some of that mystery. And I love that we, that we do that. We'll continue to do that. And, um, hopefully we don't have too many more times where mysterious hepatitis is impacting children across the country. Um, but I I do love that we have the option to do that. Kayla, you got the next one. Uh,
0: yep. It looks like it's me. So let's pick a question. Let's see what we get. Can you share any fun behind the scenes things? Hmm. Oh, that is fun. Bo kind of mentioned it. Like, there's a good bit of planning that goes into reaching out and seeing if the subject matter expert we have in mind is available and would even want to do it. Um. So there's a lot that goes into that. But then, like for today's episode. We came up with festive questions and we're all dressed up festive. So that's a fun behind the scenes aspect of the show. And I think, too, what's been so insightful for me is the way to edit a podcast. I had no idea. I knew that podcasts were a lot of work, but I had no idea how to edit a podcast. I had no idea the ways in which to even go about it. So that behind the scenes aspect has been really fun for me to learn and... I learn something new every time that we record an episode, and it's great. And I'm going to add a little fun behind the scenes thing that um,
1: for today, Maria Daney, a member of our social media team, is here. We are giving her a silent round of applause. Um, Maria is here capturing fun, festive stuff that you will see on our social media channels. And I do think that that's another kind of point of how this whole thing comes together that we rely so much on our colleagues and teammates on the social media team to help people know when new episodes are available and help us kind of get the word out about the new topics that we're talking about. And so we are super grateful to Maria. Thank you, Maria, for being here. And we couldn't do it without you guys. Thank you.
3: There is a lot of collaboration that happens behind mm-hmm. the scenes, not just with our own experts and getting them scheduled, but within mm-hmm. the team itself, which is great to see.
2: It Absolutely. is really such a big production. It takes it takes a good amount of people. Yeah.
1: But you know what my favorite thing about all of it is that everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. Like we've created a very lovable thing here with Young and Healthy. Well, and that is another
3: behind-the-scenes tidbit, if I may, which is that your experts love appearing on the podcast, and you've got repeat experts, Mm -hmm. so you're clearly doing something well and doing something
1: right. They are absolutely the stars, and I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we have insanely smart people Mm -hmm. at Cincinnati Children's and some of the world's foremost experts in areas that they are like, yes, this is a great opportunity to help parents. And they do such a great job of making their field understandable to us as hosts and then thereby the parents who listen and super grateful to all of them. So glad you brought that up, Nanette. Thank you. Of course.
2: Yeah, I'm very grateful for our subject matter experts that can even let me understand what they're talking about. <laughs> that is That is a sign of skill right there.
3: I think that's important though because you need – people to understand what it is you're trying to get across. Um, Otherwise, that information isn't helpful. And Mm -hmm. so this is um, perfectly pitched at its audience um, for people to be able to come away with something important to take back to their families.
1: I think the bucket's in front of you now, Nanette. The bucket is indeed in front of me.
3: All right. Let's see what's in there. Holiday cookies or holiday candy? Oh, good one. And? I definitely land on the cookies front for sure. Um, Same. Yeah. too. And Me I um, am cookie agnostic. All cookies welcome.
1: So <laughs> I love that. I will say, though, a homemade like peppermint patty ooh, okay. ooh, is like a holiday candy that I will never turn down. And I I think I need to figure out how to make them because. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and bring them in. Yes, I will do that. I will figure it out. And we will have them along with many, many cookies. Mm-hmm.
3: But so maybe that's the thing. Maybe I just haven't had the holiday candy that turns me yet. That's the.
1: Maybe we'll try. We'll see if we can find a candy
2: that you love. I, I will say I'm not a big sweets guy, but I do love salty stuff. So mm. for me, it's the holiday tortilla chips that are Ooh. like green and red. And I know they <laughs> taste the exact same. But man, I st- um, I bought like four bags of those. They're my favorite.
1: I don't know that I've ever had those. I might need to try. They s- try literally to taste some. like
2: normal tortilla chips, right? but they're so festive,
1: red and green. <laughs> yeah, I do love the blue corn tortilla chips. Like they, they feel a little extra. So I have to imagine a bag of red and green would be like.
2: Kate, these were made amazing.
1: For you. <laughs> they were made for me. I think you're right. I think you're right. And then pair them with some salsa and guacamole. And also festive. <laughs> also festive. Red and green. Everything. I, I think we've got it. Buckets with me. There's still lots of options in here, guys. We're going to go with this one. Ooh, what inspired you to start the podcast? This is an interesting question. The team here in the room knows. Um, so I've I've introduced myself as a member of the communications team here at Cincinnati Children's. But i I actually did social media here at the hospital for 10 years before I moved into my current role. And so I think that what inspired us was honestly, the opportunity that we had to have a conversation about different things impacting kids' health. We have all sorts of great family-facing communication channels already. The Cincinnati Children's Blog has been um, you know, around for a long time, providing really similar kind of family-friendly, always focused on debunking and tips and helping families just make sense. Of child health and wellness related topics. And so that has been successful. And really, that focus on patients and families, we know that there's value for the families we're trying to serve. And so, the podcast and kind of the popularity of podcasts, and knowing that the more we can reach parents kind of in those moments when they might be multitasking, when they might be in the car driving, or Waiting and pickup line at school. We figured the podcast was just another opportunity to reach parents with that useful, helpful, meaningful child health information and deliver it so that it is ready and waiting for them when they have a few minutes to listen. So that was that was the inspiration.
3: I, I truly applaud you for that. We've had this conversation before. Um my kids are in their 20s and when they were babies. There was literally a book. Well, there were many books out there, but we owned one, the book on um, on mm-hmm. how to raise a child. And there were certain pages that just fell open because we looked at them so often. But the opportunity, as you say, to be able to listen, to get this information mm-hmm. in as you're multitasking, which as a new parent in particular, you're always doing, um, I think is an incredible opportunity to keep people informed and um, speak to them in a way that they're able to receive it.
1: Oh, I love that. Thank you for that. That was my hope. And at the end of the day, when I hear a family, if I I hear a parent, even members of our team, like marketing and communications team, we have tons of parents, many new parents. And the emails that I've gotten that have said, oh my gosh, this was exactly what I needed right now. And the delivery of it as a conversation, the, the effect that the podcast has, on bringing these incredibly smart experts to a table where we can ask them the family-friendly questions, Um, those emails that say, this was perfect, thank you, are the ones that make all of the work worth it. Um, I am worried that we're not going to have time to go all the way around again. Should we choose one? How about if I pick one Mm -hmm. and then I'm going to pick the person to answer it? How's that? that. Is that good? one more one final one (laughs) this is awesome what is your favorite holiday song to listen to during this time of year i think we need to go around the table and answer this one (laughs) i i'm not just gonna pick one person bo favorite song what do you love
2: yeah favorite song no question uh is carol of the bells uh that song is hard that song slaps uh and i just get (laughs) so hyped every time i see it or every time i hear it
4: i love it good one symphony so I don't have a favorite holiday song. I mean, I listen to Mariah Carey's Christmas album every year. So I guess just her. But I can share my favorite holiday movie, so that's good um, one too, which is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I literally love all
2: things Grinch.
4: <laughs> I don't know why. I just I love it. I even have Grinch earrings on today. So I
2: just noticed those. Those are yeah, awesome. So
4: thank you very much. You got them at the
1: gift shop. <laughs> Kayla, how about you?
0: Yeah, so as you all now know, I listened to 45 days straight of music. I have a Christmas playlist, and then I listen to the one on Spotify, but my favorite Christmas song, I listened to it the day after Halloween, because I am that person, is NSYNC's Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Okay. That song, that song slaps, Bo. That song is a great song. Best ever. Adding it to my playlist
1: (laughs) as we speak. How about you, Nanette? Well, I'm pleased I have something in common with Kayla. I, too, had created
3: a Christmas playlist, but it was back in the day, so it's on a CD. It's I love it. It's a CD for sure. But my favorite song on there is Santa Baby by Eartha Kitt.
1: Oh, that's a good one.
3: I absolutely love that song. And um, I have to throw in a movie as well. Elf is the firm family Christ. favorite. Oh, for absolutely. sure. Oh, my gosh. My kids were the perfect age when that came out. And we, we were living in England, and we went to go see it, and we came home. And we were all just grinning, and we decorated the tree, and it was such an awesome kickoff to um, to the holiday season.
2: You knew that movie was going to be a classic as soon as you saw it. The second it it came out, so
3: funny. We still watch it every year.
1: So funny, Elf story. I was room parent for one of my kids' classrooms a couple of years ago, and for the snack for their holiday party, I made Elf spaghetti. Spaghetti, the M&Ms, and the <laughs> spaghetti M&M's, lots of syrup, the maple syrup, chocolate syrup, all the candy, all the sprinkles. The kids said it was disgusting, which they were so excited about it. So it was definitely more of an activity than an actual snack from what I understand. It was also during like COVID years, so I couldn't be there to see them. I had to like package it all up and drop it off. But yes, yeah, so nobody's asked for Elf Spaghetti since. And every time we see the movie now, they're like, that is really gross. I can't believe he eats that. So um, it is a ton of fun, though, as as an activity. And I know there are people who probably do it better than I did, and that it could actually be kind of tasty. But mine was not apparently. Favorite song, I um I really love any version of It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Like, there's just something about it. Any version, any singer, like, just even my kids belting it out in the backseat might be my very favorite. But that one is a ton of fun. And because a few of us added in movies, not a full movie, but several years ago, there was actually a member of our team here who um, was really, really excited about. There are like these little, the, well, the first one when it came out, it's like a 20-minute show called Prep and Landing. And I it was like one of the TV, um, like one of the big national, like ABC, NBC, CBS, one of them like created this special. It's literally only 20 minutes long. It is an absolute riot. And then a couple of years later, they released like a second one. So it's like Prep and Landing, Naughty versus Nice or something like that. They are hilarious. We've already watched them like four times since Thanksgiving because we're not allowed to celebrate Christmas in my house until after Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is my husband's favorite holiday of the year. And so there will be no Christmas until after Thanksgiving. But Prep and Landing is fantastic. The kids are totally into it. And um, it's a great one to, to take a look and see if you can find it.
0: This is a request because it's a really fun question. Can we please end on the question of if you could pick anyone to host the Young and Healthy podcast, <gasps> who would you choose? I love that. Well, here's that the is... Thing.
2: This is the easiest question in the whole bucket. I think and? We'll all be... it's Taylor Swift, right? Like... I mean,
0: <laughs> I've said that, but I'd also said, imagine Morgan Freeman behind the mic okay. for Young and Healthy and how great that would sound. His voice is very calming and I feel like he would be very informative and everyone would be enthralled with his conversation. I agree. But Symphony and I were talking about this today, and Symphony actually has a very good answer for who the host could be for an episode. All
1: right, please. Somebody who's going to take Bo in my job? So I thought it would be cool to have our like one of our
4: patients come and host oh. because, because I love watching um when kids do those like Cool little interviews, and they're so funny. So they I love just, this idea. Yes, they always just say whatever is on their mind, and you know, kids are very creative and they're hilarious. So I think that would be really fun to do. But my we second, should do that. We yeah, should we really do should that. season four. Let's mm-hmm. put yes. it on our list, mark it down. But my actual okay. my, like my other one, was Viola Davis because
2: okay, love her oh, and she's voice.
4: very insightful. If you've ever watched any of her interviews, she in her voice is just very like soothing. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Nanette, thoughts on who could. Dethrone me and Bo in the host position.
3: This is terrible. I'm going to go with my celebrity crush, and that's Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I would definitely tune in.
1: I and I think there are probably plenty of plenty of other people who would as well. I love it. I love it. Mine's maybe a little like not in the realm of something we could actually do, but I think as um, opposed
2: to all the other ones we've just mentioned.
1: Well, a patient.
2: <laughs> okay, fair.
1: No, I was um, I was going to say, actually, I think Michelle Obama would be really, really cool. Um, I loved all of the kid-related things that she did when President Obama was in the White House or when they were in the White House. And I just think that she would like knock it out of the park. She would ask all the right questions.
2: All right. I think that's great. And then that makes me think of another one now. I mean, the answer is still Taylor Swift. But uh, Dolly Parton. Oh. Uh, we do a lot with her imagination library. Yeah. Uh, I think she would crush it.
1: She would absolutely crush it. And we could probably ask her to sing, too, and she'd probably do it. Absolutely. That's a really good one. I like that. Can
2: you call her after? Daniel Craig can be next season. <laughs> yep. Call, okay.
1: No, but she has so much dedication to, to children and especially those um, early literacy and her imagination library program is incredible. And if we're reaching somebody with this, who doesn't know about imagination library, please, please, please go Google it um, because you can get free books until your child is five and all you have to do is sign up. It's really good stuff. Guys, this has been a ton of fun listeners. Thanks for joining us on this fun afternoon of reflecting on season three. And, Thank you so much for listening along the way. And we are always taking suggestions and ideas and would love to hear from you um, either via our social media channels. You know how to message us there. Cincinnati Children's. Find us um, anywhere you like to scroll. And we will be back with season four starting Um, about the third week of January. So we're going to take a bit of a break here. Everybody's going to breathe a little bit. Enjoy the holidays, whatever holiday you celebrate. I know that the people in this room, um, we all celebrate Christmas, but this time of year is so special for so many people who celebrate holidays that are meaningful to them and to their beliefs. And so grateful you tuned in today. We will see you in January. You've been listening to the Young and Healthy Podcast. We'll see you next time. This episode was recorded on November 29th, 2023. The content of the Young and Healthy Podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. This episode was produced by Kayla McNeil, and our theme music was created by Stephen Greco.
4: Thanks for listening. Follow Cincinnati Children's on Instagram, Facebook,
1: and Twitter.